0: Beyond dieting. We're two friends on a mission to disrupt the insanity of diet culture and replace it with something positive, life affirming, and effective.
1: We are talking to you if you, like us, have felt like a poster child for diet failure, or that diets work for other people, just not you, or like you just can't stick to anything, or this would work if only you were disciplined enough, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, then we are here to tell you that the problem is not you. The problem is dieting.
0: As life coaches, empty nesters, busy entrepreneurs, and menopausal women, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness. But we do know what has worked for us and other women in our programs.
1: What's abundantly clear to us is that there is no silver bullet diet or exercise regimen, period, full stop. And we've tried a lot of them.
0: Stick with us as we explore a variety of doable and motivational ways you can free yourself from a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. It is possible to live a healthier, saner, and more fulfilling life you enjoy. Hi, this is Mimi.
1: And this is Lee. In this episode of Beyond Dieting, we're beginning the conversation about how your relationship with your body influences every action or inaction and every decision or indecision you make. In fact, body image can dominate your whole life if you let it. So just going back to my own story, uh, just to give it an example of what dieting and diet culture have for me, what I have experienced when I was in elementary school, I felt uncomfortable in my own skin. Um, I thought I was too big, especially in my thighs. This just came from sitting on like a a wall on the playground or just sitting somewhere with my friends. Uh, I noticed that my thighs were bigger than theirs. I think a friend actually was noticing very innocently this is when we were kids so we're not like calling each other fat it was just like an objective observation that her legs and she was like a little stick and very athletic were smaller than mine and um but you know wham (laughs) it takes one comment or one moment of observation to feel conspicuously different and I wasn't sure that different was a good thing at all in fact I decided being different in any way was bad (laughs) and of course when I look at photos of me at that age in elementary school what I see now looking back is a completely normal little girl maybe not actually skinny but you know completely normal like not any kind of overweight and are my legs muscular is that how I'm built absolutely was I too big far from it
0: Yeah, I can relate to that so much. And it's really, uh, it's interesting that you brought up thighs, because that was like the first part of my body that I remember being pointed out by others. And of course, it was my brothers. And so they used to love to call me, they would accuse me even of having Earl Campbell thighs. I don't know if you know who he was, but he was like, back in the day, a football player who was super famous for having enormous thighs. Like it was just, they talked about Earl Campbell, always got these like big thighs. So they would call me Earl Campbell thighs or to make it even more fun. They would just say, Hey, ECT. And like, I had this cute nickname. Um, and I'm sure like, I'm not trying to say like, they were trying to be mean. It was just sort of that, that like sibling teasing and rivalry. And it probably in their mind and maybe even in mine at the time, just felt like that's kind of like fun and camaraderie. Oh, that's like your little nickname. Um, and I think that that's part of what has gotten us to where we are now. This idea of like fatness and size—they just seem like that's an easy and it's an okay thing to tease about and make fun of, like in movies, like anywhere. It just became a part of our um, consciousness that you could tease and joke about being fat. But you know, those words stick. They're in my memory bank forever, right? I'll always have this feeling about my thighs, which you know look, they're not the thinnest. I've never been a stick person. You know, I'm curvy. So I just had to learn how to appreciate my thighs in a totally new way.
1: So totally get that Mimi.
0: I'm like, why are we even talking about thighs? (laughs) Here we are talking in Beyond Dieting and let's just like jump into our conversation, you know, about thighs and it really isn't about thighs, right? We're not talking about thighs. We're talking about like the early memories that we have and these early experiences that shape how now we feel about ourselves as women and how we feel about our bodies and how we feel about people talking about and noticing our bodies. And it's these feelings of wrongness or badness. I'm like air quoting like crazy over here or difference that really set us up um, in our belief systems. You know, they're deeply rooted and shape. Uh, how we feel about ourselves in a way that's really hard to shake
1: yes definitely something that sets you up from the get-go it has this domino effect like that first time you're made to feel different in that particular way and just real quick I want to make sure that the audience understands who we are because you know we believe that you can be any size and be healthy um, that you can work on your health and your well-being no matter what your size or shape is we're not pro skinny thighs at all <laughs> you know Mimi and I were both you know we have more of a muscular build I don't know and I, I'm grateful for that because I am really strong for my height you know I I can lift some weights and I can carry heavy suitcases and I can do planks and just all kinds of things my body has done for me no matter what size i am i've been thin in my life and i've been like quote unquote normal and i've been definitely decidedly overweight and at all those sizes my body was so good to me and did so much for me so i just want to set the tone early in this um podcast that we are not advocates of small thighs
0: you don't have to be in the small thigh club to be right. listening to us. No, really. Yeah. I think that was just really illuminates. Yeah. How we can like get in our head and spin about these, these ideas of size and appropriateness and wrongness.
1: Mm-hmm. And we believe that if you want to lose weight and tone your thighs, absolutely. Like those are goals of yours. Those are dreams of yours. And there, there's just a way that we can go beyond the dieting mentality. So, you know, we were talking about these early memories we have, and many decades later, we can see how these early memories have been shaping us forever, ever since they happened. And, and working with so many women over the years in our coaching business, we see these same beliefs about their bodies that they have, usually beginning when they were younger or maybe much younger and how these beliefs negatively impact each precious day of living their lives. You know, we've watched hundreds of beautiful, smart, strong, interesting, and fun women absolutely crumble when they start talking about their weight or their bodies. Their whole tone shifts, the way they, you know, their body language shifts. You know, we see this in our Zoom calls and working personally, like everything shifts when they start talking about their body image. And often these same women you know, are very confident about themselves in other ways and other parts of their lives, like parenting, career, spiritual life, hobbies, social connections. These women are strong, really strong and go-getters in other areas of their life. And they've been go-getters trying to chase the diet industry to the next thing that's going to be like a silver bullet and they failed over and over again. You know, maybe they do lose weight, which so many women are weight-centered, we'll talk about weight, but you know, maybe they do lose weight, but they can't keep it off. And then they feel a lot of shame about this. And we're just done with that.
0: <laughs> done with it. Done. Yeah, and I think part of the issue, Lee, is that we, we, um, how we think about ourselves, how we think about our bodies, you know, how we see ourselves and our bodies is really tied to how we think other people think and feel about our bodies. That, you know, being big means other people think of me in a certain way, you know, and so we let that then start to inform how we think about ourselves. Like we allow those opinions that other people we We are putting them in their heads. We don't even know if they're thinking about them at all, but we allow that to really diminish what we think we're worth, what we think is possible for us, and what we think we're capable of accomplishing. So it's like we' we've taken on these perceived perceptions of other people and let them, you know affect us in a way that really is you know, like we're talking about staying hidden and being small, and it really makes us play a lot smaller in our in our own lives.
1: Exactly. Feeling bad about your body makes you stay hidden and small, whether you're fully aware of that or not. If that's an area that's always felt shameful or you haven't felt like you've gotten the results long term that you wanted or you're just doing a lot of compare and despair to other women who are airbrushed and have all kinds of maybe medical lifts and medical help cosmetic medical help you know you may be comparing yourself to the wrong person because you really shouldn't compare to anyone at all but feeling bad about your body I'll just repeat it again makes you stay hidden and small and as a result you're living a hidden and small life in some ways maybe not in every way But there are places when you feel bad about your body, you've got this hidden and small energy. There are definitely are ways that this will crop up as hidden and small energy in your life. And our goal is to help you expand your life so that you can play big in life, you know, stop playing small. We hope to help you uh, to more fully step into your life like you are the main character in your own life instead of the sidekick best friend who is only there to support the main character's dreams and accomplishments instead of you know th- their own and um, you know Mimi we've seen this phenomenon uh, yeah. the sidekick energy was really brought home to us in our business coaching even in our um, divorce recovery coaching we discovered you know during these coaching sessions that women seem to stall out on their dreams over and over again and we couldn't understand why we realized that you know, maybe one of the bigger roadblocks was how they thought about their bodies and their looks, which you don't think when you're, you know, starting a business or trying to make more money or get ahead in any way. Like, how would my body image impact that really? You know, it, they, they don't seem necessarily connected to a lot of people, but we're here to tell you that one of your roadblocks that's keeping you from you know, reaching your dreams in a lot of areas could well be a negative self-image or body image. Now, not every woman has a really negative, negative self-image, but there are way too many women who do have that. Yeah,
0: that's why Lee and I decided something's gotta be done about this. You know, like let's have these conversations and let's talk about it. Um, One of our goals is really to help women get empowered financially. You know, we want money in the hands of every woman out there. Um, and that's why we do a lot of business coaching, you know, so what we've found often is what's stalling women in improving their finances is this like kind of hidden body image stuff. So we wanted to help them stop staying hidden. We want to help you stop staying hidden and small, take like really start taking some big steps and some big strides, find your unique genius whatever it is that's unique and special about you. And how far can you take that? How how many people can you share it with? You know, like what if you didn't limit yourself at all? So that's like, that's our goal. That's what we're going to be talking about. You know, throughout this whole podcast, they have this whole idea of beyond dieting, you know, what if you didn't stay trapped in body image gunk and could just say, nope, I'm letting go and I'm moving on.
1: Right. And so this episode really really is focusing on introducing ourselves and our philosophy. Um, but also we want to focus on staying hidden and small in this episode due to your body image or self-image. So what does hidden and small look like in your world? Um, it could mean that you tend to play it safe so that you don't get hurt. You know, in in all areas of life, you may play it really safe. And so, and you know, if that's you, because what what happens is you get into a rut, you do the same thing over and over again. Um, You know, same clothing style, same hairstyle, you know, same um, activities. There's a lot of sameness. That's definitely a sign that you're trying to stay safe in life. And maybe you have dreams that if you could just get out of that bubble, get out of that safety Um, maybe you're overly safe, Um, you could go further with any of your dreams, anything you want to do.
0: Yeah, I I like that you started that, Lee, because a lot of women aren't walking around thinking I'm staying hidden and small, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's sneaky how it shows up in your life. And, you know, being in like this repetitive pattern of saying this is definitely one of them. And I think another thing, like if you notice that um, overall, my life isn't exactly where I want it, To be, I'm not getting the things in life that I want, and I just don't understand why. You know, like I can't seem to be getting raises at work. You know, my love life is stagnant. I'm either making poor choices or no choices, not having it at all. You know, my savings is whole hum, like I can't seem to get any momentum behind that. It's just that um, I'm just so comfortable where I am, and I don't want to rock the boat or do anything. And so my life isn't changing. So it's like, it takes a little bit of bravery to, to not be hidden and not be small. So if you're, if you're thinking it's like that whole sameness thing that Lee was talking about playing it safe, if you start to notice that these things that you wanted some growth and movement and aren't happening, that's like one of those like hidden signs that you are hidden.
1: Yeah. Wanting to play it safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you could substitute hidden, small or safe. All those words are interchangeable. And again, like Mimi said, it's not always obvious to you because we don't walk around with those sentences in our heads. Um, So another way you might um, be staying hidden is staying hyper-focused on having everything be perfect around you um, or everything be perfect about your own body, Uh, but you don't, you know, maybe. you have an image of perfection. Maybe it's one of your friends, like, oh, if only I look like them and have their, or maybe it's a movie star or just all the media we're inundated with. You have like this mental image of uh, perfection and you feel like I definitely don't look the
0: part. Yeah, Lee, I have a perfect example of my own life. This was me in my early early to mid-20s, probably, where I was probably looking as smoking as I ever looked in my whole life, right? Like, I was, like, living the dream, single, hanging out in Boston, great friends, dating this really fun, adorable guy who's like, hey, come to my family's place in Bermuda. Like, an invitation I never in my wildest dreams thought somebody was going to be saying, come to my family place in Bermuda, right? And instead of like being joyous and excited, and this is going to be so much fun, I went into total panic mode. I was like, I I didn't have any money. I was like scraping by to make it in Boston, a very expensive city. And um, all I could think is like, I don't have the right clothes. I'm not going to look right. Everybody's going to be this like country country club set, and I'm not going to fit in. And I just spent like all of the weeks leading up to that, like saving all my money, pinching, wanted to get the right things. And one of the things we were going to do was go to their club and play tennis. I was like, what in the world? And he's like, oh, you have to have tennis whites to play there. I was like, I'm just like way out of my league. Right. And that's all I could think and feel was like, I'm so out of my league, but I went and got it, everything packed up and we get there to go play tennis. And I forgot those little panties that you have to put underneath them, you know, because back then it was all little tennis court. I mean, skirts, I was adorable, but, and I was like, so obviously I couldn't even walk out on the court and play because I couldn't go out there and without any underwear underneath my little score or the wrong one, I just was a panic and you couldn't pay for everything there. It had to be charged. So I literally had to charge to his father, the right attire for me to go out on, I was humiliated. And so when I think back on that trip, instead of remembering how magical and beautiful it was. All I can remember is the panic to get ready, the um, absolute shame that even with all that preparation, I wasn't prepared. And I showed up and had this huge humiliating moment. And it was like that idea, just like you were talking about, I felt like everything had to be perfect because I wasn't comfortable in who I was and who my body was, you know, that, that I physically didn't look the part for this, you know literally three-day trip to Bermuda which should have just been joyful and blissful
1: yeah Mimi and I were roommates in Boston when this <laughs> occurred and I remember Mimi was so almost seeming ir- irritated that you had to go
0: I, know, <laughs> I, know. Like, ah. just, I mean I just I my heart aches for that you know young woman there and I just also want to shake her and be like you were so uh, cute. I mean, I was like so Mimi beautiful. Mimi was adorable. Then.
1: Let me just insert here. I <laughs> knew Mimi and knew exactly what she looked like at that time. Mimi was adorable. Like, and, yeah.
0: And and I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't trust it. Right. I couldn't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm a pretty positive person. Like I didn't have any doubts about my intelligence or ability, but that, that was a big moment. I know I talked a little, I went long, but it's like, it's so
1: no, that's a really good story. I bet so many women can relate, like maybe their boyfriend didn't have a place in Bermuda, but I'm, I'm sure anybody listening to this has a story yeah. like that, where they were so freaked out. Like maybe, maybe it was a pool party with a bunch of pool party for, with your work colleagues. Like I, who thought of that? You know, that that was a good idea. Um, you that's certainly come up for me and, you know, at, I'm sure women can relate, and it's only by sharing our stories that we really see, like, oh, we're all in this together and something's wrong. It's not us. If this many women have these stories, the problem is not us. The problem is not us. But let's go into some other ways we we stay hidden and small. Um, Some women, many women, I would say, spend more time focused on other people because they don't want to put the attention on themselves because they're very uncomfortable with that. They don't want to be the center of attention because of their self-image issues. And a lot of those have to do with body image.
0: Yeah, they wear that like, I'm a people pleaser badge, like with honor, right? Like, well, you can do nice things and still focus on yourself and spend a lot of time focused on yourself. That's a good one. And another one is um, if you're the person that plans and plans and plans and plans, but you never actually do anything, it's like you know, I was like, Oh, my plan's not quite right. I'm still, I'm still working on it. You know, like I'm not ready to jump into whatever this project is because I'm still in the planning phase. You know, that's like, it's a real playing it safe. Going back to the very first one you brought up. Right. If you find yourself just stuck in planning mode, that's could be like a big clue. Mm -hmm. And another one is like, you just keep repeating the same self-sabotage patterns. And I know you're not walking around thinking, oh, I've got self-sabotage patterns, you know, but if you find yourself, you just keep repeating that same pattern and you are tired of it. And you can feel like this exhaustion that I keep doing this same thing. Like that's another really big clue.
1: And we're not talking about diets at this point, like trying diets and self-sabotaging a so-called diet. We're talking about just in your life in general, you, you have some goals, some things you really, really want to do or be or become, you know, whatever it is. Um, but you you want some things in your life. Let's just put it that way. And then there's this pattern, this funny pattern that you've started to suspect you do have a pattern and that you somehow sabotage your efforts to reach some of your goals. This is absolutely connected to self-image and body image for a lot of women. Um, I, so I can think of one example for this one um, so one of my goals after my divorce was to create community and get to know some new people and um, you know this group of moms embraced me you know when we moved and my youngest daughter was in the school system there and they were trying to include me in everything they were really sweet uh, but then there's this one woman. It's kind of uh, similar to yours, meaning that you know I was hanging out with a lot of very well-to-do people who were not divorced. So their their sense of what you spend on a vacation or what kind of hotel or in this case a resort fancy resort you go to is very different from mine at the time. And so at the end of the year, the end of the school year, this one mom sent her around an invitation was sweet enough to include me. And we were all gonna go to this fancy resort in Virginia uh, with our daughters to celebrate the end of the year. Now, is that what I would you know, initially think was a good thing to do for my daughter you know, graduating elementary school? That would not have come into my mind. But the idea of going with these people, I knew my daughter really wanted to go. She was very excited about it. But here's how my mind started to work with this not only was I a little uncomfortable with these people just because I felt so down on myself and had so many self-image, self-esteem, self-worth issues at that time, Uh, but we were going to be in bathing suits pretty much 24-7. And then also going like at this resort, you had fancy dinners where you had to wear like fancy clothes. And a lot of these women were really thin and could wear strapless bodycon kinds of dresses. And I just, I didn't have that wardrobe. And I was just, so, it, it's it's amazing to me how terrified I was to be in a bathing suit all the time with these people. I just, it, it made me crumble. There were a lot of reasons where it would have been like kind of uncomfortable anyway, because they just lived a, a different lifestyle, had a different life than me, but it was a bathing suit that took me down. And ultimately I you know decided that we weren't gonna go.
0: I know that that's like and then you have to start feeling guilty about that, right? Like, yes, oh I feel very God. guilty
1: about my daughter missing
0: it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was like, I think that's that's such a powerful story because how many social engagements do we not go to
1: mm-hmm.
0: or stress about going to because of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like we we don't want that for for you or for anybody. Oh, any and I wanted
1: uh, wait real quick. I just want to make a point because people maybe don't know us yet or know enough about our philosophy, but we're not talking about, oh, well, of course we were a certain body size. So of course we felt that way. Women at any body size can feel these same things. Yeah. You could be what other people objectively would call slim or slender or even thin, but you yourself have this kind of self image, body image issue is not necessarily reflected back by society. It's all in your mind and how you see yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that was the whole, my thing about going to Bermuda. It wasn't necessarily a body size image. It just was an overall self image thing that now when I look back at it, can tie it into just not feeling comfortable in my skin. Right. And who I was in this body. Um, I think another way that that it can show up where you're staying hidden is if you just give up on things too easily, you know, like if you try something and you're not good at it. And so in your mind, you have failed at it. That's like proof. Like, oh, see, I knew I shouldn't have tried that. I knew I shouldn't have put myself out there. You know, I should have stayed hidden and small, even if that's not what you're saying, you know, but that's a sign. It's like uh, you take every failure as proof or it's kind of like the opposite. You know that something's not working for you. You know that it's not good for you. It's not right for you. And you stick with it just way too long because it just feels more comfortable to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'd rather sit in this discomfort and upsetness, you know, and being in the wrong place uh, more than I want to change because change is scary like what if i ch- change and it's even worse than what i have you know so it's like i'll sit in this discomfort this, this because i am i'm afraid of what might 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 be out there
1: yeah and we're saying you know part of why you're staying safe and in comfort and giving up too easily or maybe sticking around too long it it can relate to body image at the root of it if you do have a body image issue the point we're trying to make is it impacts all areas of your life, whether you're seeing it that way or not, it has a tendency to do that. Um, another pattern is, and we're saying some things in different ways, just so you can recognize yourself, because our goal is to help us all break free of diet culture and to feel better about ourselves, so comfortable yeah. in our skin, but you may Start to reflect, reflect on your life in middle age or whatever. You've had enough times around the sun where you've noticed that maybe you keep making your own messes in your life, and you're seeing that you are the common factor, and you want help like right now. Like, how do I stop creating these messes? And you know, it goes goes to self sabotage and staying stuck. All the things we've been talking about. Um, part of that reason is self-image, which for so many women, if you keep tracking back, has to do with body image. A lot of your self-image has to do with body image. And while you may not think that that is making the mess in your life, if we were working together one-on-one or in a small group session, you would start to see the patterns can relate to your self-image and at the heart of it, your body
0: image. Yeah, and I think it's like if you start to notice that your behavior changes when you feel self-conscious about your body. Um, and it can change in all different ways, right? Like maybe you're the type of woman that gets super clingy and you know, gets that kind of needy feeling. You know, maybe you just turn awkward and weird. I, I feel like I could be all of these at different times, right? You know, you become that nervous, chatty Kathy. I definitely have those moments in my life where it's like. You know, or maybe like you want to become a life of the party. Like maybe, maybe if yeah. I'm just so entertaining, you know yeah. then people won't really be paying attention to me. They'll be paying attention to this persona or character that um that I'm creating. Uh, you could like so I think some women just become distant and avoid it, right? They're like the wallflower yeah. that kind of stays in the corner and yes, and do anything. Um, I think some women have a tendency to become slutty. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's one way I can prove that my body is okay right? Like I can, hopefully as we get older, we do that less and less, but you know, it's just any, you know, just throwing out different ideas to see maybe if one of these seems like you, it's like whatever kind of persona that you pick up and you look back on it, you're like, dang, I wish I hadn't acted like that. Or, you know, that behavior, that wasn't even me. Like, I don't even, why was I even doing that in the first place? Like, I just wanted to go to this party and just be me and have a good time. And that self-consciousness just, I don't even know where that other person came from.
1: Yeah, it's like if you find like and a lot of us can. I, I know a lot of you can relate. Um, just it's just that when you are self-conscious about something, but again, for so many women, it has to do with how you look. But it could be other things too. Um, you know that you don't fit in with a certain crowd, socio-economically or whatever it is. Age is age, right? right that we when we feel self-conscious we start to behave in a weird and unhelpful way, in a way that we we wish most of the time, like, I wish that, why was I like that? Like Mimi was saying, um, and you don't understand why you shift into this weird behavior rather than just being comfortable in yourself. Um, I have a story about this. It was really embarrassing, Mimi. I think I've talked to you about this. Um, I went to a pretty high level marketing kind of retreat where we were rubbing elbows with CEOs and famous people. And, you know, I was there to learn from them and really excited about it. And so what happened was we had this moment between sessions where people were mingling and a lot of people were going up and shaking the hands of the people, like kind of the luminaries there. And I was pushing myself to be uncomfortable and do the same. But right before it was my turn to go up and shake hands, you know, cause I was waiting for the crowd to clear. Someone had snapped a photo of me and was kind enough to share it with me, (laughs) you know, because they liked me. I made friends while I was there and they liked me and they wanted to share this photo. But when I looked at the photo, Mimi, I was horrified. I was so horrified. It sent me into this immediate emotional tailspin, and then suddenly there, it was my turn to speak to these people and shake hands. And I don't even know what I said, Mimi, but my mouth opened and and I started talking and part of me in my brain is like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you saying this? Why are you being like, this is not you? And it was so humiliating, (laughs) but it was because I was so thrown by that photograph. It's so ridiculous to think that that could do something, but I know people relate to this. And I was being somebody I really am not. And it was, I was very humiliated.
0: <laughs> and it was captured, right? Yeah. In yeah. an image. I I can't even talk about how many images that I've, I loved the moment. And then I saw a picture of me in that moment and it ruined that moment. Yes. Right. It's just, yeah. And, it's tough. and um, like, we're just, we're just trying to give you some different ideas or ways like We're not saying or believing that you can relate to every single story or example or manner of being hidden, but we just want you to start thinking about this list and asking like, am I doing that or where am I doing it? Because odds are you're, you're doing this in some way, like there's some way your perception of yourself and your body and how you fit and move in the world is affecting you. So, I mean, you might be sitting there and thinking these real life issues have nothing or very little to do with the way I perceive my body, but, you know, just kind of take a moment and think about it because it's uncovering those thoughts and those beliefs that allow you to get rid of them and to get out of this staying small pattern.
1: Yeah. Cause Again, you know, the way you, you feel in your own skin, if you're at all uncomfortable do it, maybe due to, you know, your ed- education level, your experience level, it could be anything. Um, you know, you don't like your teeth, you don't like your hair, whatever it is, those areas of discomfort, we are here to tell you that if you are uncomfortable in your own skin, um, that this will alter things. All these things like relationships, your career, your bank account, your daily sense of well being and happiness. Um, your body is your ultimate and only home in this world. It plays a big role in our life. We are only alive because of our bodies. And your body represents you publicly to the world, it's your vehicle for action, for, for showing up. Um, yet, so many of us are delighted to find ways to hide this vehicle you know, the thing that actually allows us to live and do the things we do, we want to hide.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can think of all the ways you literally hide, not showing up, oversized clothing, you know, um, standing in the back of the room, standing in the back of photographs, you know, there are, you know, really tangible and physical ways that you know, you can find to literally hide your body.
1: Yeah, we literally camouflage ourselves often. Yeah. You know, photos are a good example, but even in clothes, you know, sometimes if you don't feel great about your body, and again, it doesn't matter what size you are, um, you might wear really baggy kind of shapeless clothes, not because you think that's a great style, but it's what you feel comfortable wearing. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're literally at war with yourself. Um, you're at war with your body. Or other aspects of your being and who you are. You know, even if it's not, it doesn't look like a bloody war, <laughs> it could just be like a Cold War standoff where, you know, you're you're just in a bad relationship w- with yourself in a very fundamental way. And if you are in this state of internal warfare, your mind is not the same mind as someone who is comfortable in her own skin or in her body. You simply can't have the same confidence overall when you are at odds with yourself and your body. And this lack of confidence is what helps to keep you hidden or prevents you from getting where you really wanna go.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. So this is, this is the starting point, right? This is the first episode in this Beyond Dieting series. Um, this is just the beginning to start um, helping you see how your body image might be impacting the choices that you make in life. And therefore the result of those choices that you're making, it's like impacting your career, your self-employment dreams, like your income, like all of your relationships, romantic, family, friends, neighbors, school, you know, and really impacting your overall quality of life. We want that to start up leveling, you know, really want you to become the best and most authentic version of you.
1: And, and not because we demand that you be that way. It's a, what we've discovered, this is the pathway to, uh, uh, happiness is a weird word, and people take that word in differently, but, um, you know, what we'd like for you to do, what we want to help you do, is to feel comfortable in your own skin, and to value yourself, and respect yourself.
0: Absolutely, so thanks for joining you, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Hey there thank you so much for listening in fact if this resonated with you and you know someone else who needs to hear this please share our episodes we would just love that we also would love it if you would follow subscribe and rate our channel because this lets us know you're actually there and it helps us show up in searches which would be awesome please be a part of our community and mission to help as many women as possible free themselves from diet culture so that they can go beyond dieting.